This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 889. Don't be wishy-washy for IELTS Band 9. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 18 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz at allearsenglish.com slash my score. Today, you'll learn band nine vocabulary for discussing impartiality and people who won't take a side on important issues. Take notes so you can use these phrases to boost your IELTS speaking score. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get competent. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Good day to you, Aubrey. How's it going? (laughs) Good day to you, kind sir. (laughs) I actually did have a couple times um, I've been called sir while traveling just because I have really short hair, right? And like maybe someone saw me from the back or something and I'm like, um, actually, I am a woman. Continue. Like, I don't get mad about it. It's just kind of funny. <laughs> I've gotten that because my name, Aubrey, used to be a men's name. In some old baby books, you'll see Aubrey as a boy's name. Oh. So sometimes, like, uh, if someone sees my name written, especially as someone who's older, they'll think I'm a boy. They'll, like, assume I'm a man. Oh, my not gosh. So. I never e- I never knew that. And you I know because it's totally switched. It's not at all a men's name now. This actually is a perfect segue into our topic today, guys, because our topic today, it all stems from vocabulary confusion, and we all get confused. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff about IELTS that you guys feel confused about, right? That you're lost, you don't know where to start and where to go, but let me tell you guys, you are in the right place. So today's question actually came from a student in our Facebook group who is... Super lucky because three key students can ask all of their questions to to us. We are experts, natives, um, about anything related to English and IELTS, and you get an answer like the same day. So, Aubrey, what question did you notice? Yes, so this came from one of our students, Carolina. She said, I speak Spanish and I don't know how to translate a few expressions that we have in our language. The first one is a person who doesn't want to take a strong position regarding an important topic. It's like being impartial, but Mm. with a negative connotation. She said, we call that ser amarillo, being yellow, because yellow isn't a strong color. Hmm. 
That's interesting. Okay, so it, it the meaning, it, like the definition would be impartiality, which is another great word, right? Not, not having, not choosing a side, not having an opinion either way, not agreeing nor disagreeing. But that's the definition, but the connotation is that it's negative, right? So, okay, right. that makes sense to me. Um, but if you translate that directly into English, it doesn't mean the same thing. And that's what we call a false friend, guys. And Aubrey and I, before we recorded today, had a delightful conversation about false friends because both of us have studied languages. Yes, exactly. In French, we call them faux amis, which literally means false friends. And there are so many where you're going to expect it to mean one thing, but it means something else entirely. And so if you're trying to translate directly, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. And this one is a big one because we yeah. use that expression to be yellow in English, and it actually means cowardice. But this is kind of going the way of the dinosaur. You'll hear yeah. it in like old Western movies, but we don't really say it much anymore, right? No, not at all, guys. You don't need to know this. You just need to know that it doesn't mean what you think it means if you speak right. Spanish. I mean, if you're into old spaghetti westerns, you know, like with John Wayne or whatever, um, that's like the only place you're going to like come across this. But you're not going to use it on your speaking or writing. You're not going to hear it on the exam. So really, just know that that's not what it means in English, right? Um, okay, so how would we explain express this in English, right? This is this is actually an important group of words because guys, in speaking part 3 and writing task 2, you are asked about your personal opinions a lot. And you know what? Here's the thing, guys, your opinion is never wrong. So, if you genuinely agree with both sides, you can express that as long as you express it in band nine vocabulary, right? Um, so be honest about your opinions. So how can we say that like we, we can see both sides of something? Yeah. So this is interesting because Carolina was mentioning that the expression she knows in Spanish, there's a negative connotation. And the one that we would use is fence sitter or sitting on the fence. And there is a little bit of a negative connotation in English if you call someone a fence sitter, at least where I grew up. If someone yeah. won't take sides, especially on a controversial topic, yeah. you would say, oh, you're such a fence sitter. And that's not a compliment. <laughs> I could see this being like, a little bit aggressive and very yes. much accusatory, right? Exactly. Like, oh mm -hmm. my God, you're such a fence sitter. Like mm -hmm. it would be, you know, like, why can you, why do you never have an opinion, right? Like telling someone that their mind is weak because they can't right. like choose something like, and here, like, and honestly, this is something that also drives me a little bit crazy if people are too wishy-washy about something. If somebody is like, well, I don't know. And I'm just like, make a decision. Like, just choose something and go for it, you know? Right, because often it's because they don't want to have to defend one side or the other. They don't right. want to be judged for their opinion, right. maybe, or they're worried that someone will disagree with them. Exactly. I love the expression you used, wishy-washy. We use that, too. It's similar, right? Just as someone won't make up their mind, won't take a side. 
Yeah, exactly. And exactly right. Like it does come from a place of like lack of self-confidence and being scared and anxious, right? And so it doesn't connote strength, I think is the point. But if we flip that around and we say like, oh, I'm kind of on the fence about that, that is not negative, right? There's no connotation about that. Like that is someone who I would expect to follow that by by saying why, right? Like, especially in like political views, I could be like, you know what? I do see where the right is coming from. I understand this fiscal conservatism. However, I also understand the need for broad welfare programs on the left. (laughs) Exactly. As you just say, I'm kind of on the fence um, on this issue. I see both sides and here's why. So there's no negative connotation. You're kind of saying you haven't made up your mind yet because you understand both sides. Exactly. Exactly. So guys, I think that phrase is so perfect for speaking part three. Like just write that down right now, guys. I am kind of on the fence about that. And because that's the perfect way to introduce like specific Uh, advantages or benefits to both sides, right? Yes, exactly. And then you can, if you don't feel like you have a lot to say about one side or the other, that gives you a great opportunity to say more because you can say something about both sides of the issue. Yeah, totally. I love it. I love it. Um, Okay, guys. So there's another phrase that came to mind when we're talking about like, two sides of something and uh, maybe agreeing or with both of them, right? Here's a phrase that has a slightly different meaning, to play both sides. Um, To play both sides means that you're sort of like manipulating two sides for your own benefit, right? So maybe like you're convincing two different people of something in order for you to gain advantage. So I think the best example of this and a way that you could use it on the test would be to describe relationships between kids and parents. Kids Mm. often play both sides. If they know that um, mom has these rules and dad has these rules, then maybe they'll, you know, they'll play both sides. They'll get what they can from mom and they'll get what they can from dad um, by saying or promising slightly different things. Yes. I also see this used to describe politicians because they're telling their constituents who disagree with each other what they want to hear. They're playing both sides in order to get both votes. For sure. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, Okay, so a high-level way to say that you are neutral, and this is also an important thing. This isn't about having opinions. This is, in fact, the opposite. It's like, I'm staying out of this. This issue has nothing to do with me, right? I am not invested in either side. So impartial, as we said, is a great vocab word. Neutral, kind of general, but still high level. But here's a fun sort of like metaphor that you could use. Oh, you could be like, I, um, I'm playing Switzerland in this situation because Switzerland is like the stereotypical, like not choosing a side country. Exactly. And there's no negative connotation here. It's, it means you've thought about the issues, you know about the issues and you are deciding that you don't really agree with either side. You're just totally remaining neutral. You're impartial. You can say, I'm Switzerland. (laughs) I know. I love it. So do you think that's useful for IELTS? Yeah, definitely. I think the same that you were talking about for speaking part three there. If you want to um, say that you don't really agree with either side. That's a high level way. If you could say, actually, I'm kind of Switzerland. I see both <laughs> sides and I don't really agree with either. 
Oh my God. Okay, guys, you know I was an examiner for 14 years. I can promise you, never heard a student say that. And if I did, right away, my examiner mind would be so impressed. I'd be like, oh my gosh, please let me give you a band nine because that was such a native way to communicate. Um, Guys, you can see just from this little window into a small, small part of your IELTS score, vocabulary, how much there is that you need to master before you take IELTS, if you need a seven or higher, there are a lot of things that you need to learn and practice. And vocabulary is just one small part of that. Um, so guys, if you are feeling a little bit lost, a little bit confused, because there is so much, you feel like you're drowning, guys, we we have everything prepared for you. Our study plan tells you exactly what you need to study every single day so you stop wasting time and stop feeling lost. So guys, check out the course Three Keys IELTS. It is all online. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S. Yes, and as soon as you sign up, you are immediately um, admitted into our exclusive Facebook group. And just like Carolina, you can post questions about grammar, about IELTS rules, about idioms in your native language, and you get very quick answers from IELTS experts that you know you can trust. And then you don't have to feel alone because you can find speaking partners in there. You get the encouragement from all the other students. That's so huge to not go it alone with this IELTS journey. So sign up now, allearsenglish.com slash keys. All right. Awesome. Aubrey, thank you so much for talking vocab today. Yes. Fun as always. I'll see you next time. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. 